My name is Chloe Jean and I'm the founder of The Unconventional Way. I'm an energetics and manifestation mentor for ambitious female. I teach you how to use advanced psychology and the science of manifestation to create a personal and professional life you are obsessed about. This podcast is for the high achieving women just like you who are looking for the unconventional way to get the results you desire. Hi, and welcome back on Unconventional. For this episode, we have Isha Patel. She is an international channeler, speaker, author, and healer. Isha is the founder of Origin Activation Method, a powerful multidimensional energy healing modality that is currently being taught to world-class coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs. In the last five years, Isha has helped over 10,000 people awaken and step into their purpose with abundance. Isha now helps six and seven-figure transformational leaders 10x their transformational abilities to make quantum leaps in their business for maximized profit, impact, and ease with origin activation. Isha and I had an incredible conversation. I'm really inviting you to listen deeply and carefully to what we say. She's really dropping some crucial and important keys on the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, Isha. I'm really, really happy and grateful to have you on the podcast. I would love for you to start introducing yourself as you'd like to introduce yourself. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on here, Chloe. Um, Yeah, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Isha Patel. I am the founder of Origin Activation and the 5D Empire. I am, I like to call myself a spiritual mentor to high-performing entrepreneurs. And my passion and the thing that really lights me up the most is when I can help people with big visions and big missions to really tap into their internal connection be more intuitive, really tap into their full multidimensional self so that they can bring through the, the tools, the practices and the practical capacity to create a better reality that we live in. Mm, beautiful. What led you to start this business? What's your story behind this? It's a great question. And it has been quite a big journey from where I first started out from absolute grassroots to where I am today, having helped tens of thousands of people, you know, really tap into their, you know, connect with star family, connect with their meditation practices, connect with the higher self. But when I first started out, I guess for me, it was it was through my own journey. You know, I really had to embrace a lot of these things for myself before I got to a position where I could help other people. The catalyst for me in this journey was going through a massive breakup. And I'm sure there's people out there who can relate to this because when I went through this breakup in my life, I was, you know, I had I had the perfect life. I mean, I had nothing to complain about. I had a great partner. I, you know, had a beautiful house that I was living in. I had a career lined up, ready to go. So from that, from the picture of society and ticking all the boxes, I ticked all the boxes down to the, you know, the one carat diamond on my finger. Like it was all good to go and uh yeah I think somewhere deep inside a part of my soul just knew that 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 wasn't my path I mean if someone's path I'm sure for somebody out there that is the path that they want it just wasn't mine and so I was living a life that was not authentic to the person that I truly could be or even you know anywhere near my highest potential and so life just came in and went here you go Isha have an awakening. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, that was the start. Um, how far do you want me to go down the rabbit hole? Because I can go pretty deep. <laughs> and how, like, that's awesome because that's very similar to my story as well. It was leading through a massive breakup that was like, okay, let's do something about that. 
And what, because I know what, I, like, I would love for you to dive into what you do. And I know you do a lot of um, work, spiritual work. I would love for you to explain, like, what led you to doing this kind of work? So I guess I guess my spiritual journey did start a long time before the breakup as well. The very early, early things that brought me into this journey were having supernatural experiences at a young age. So while everybody else was living a normal life, I'm seeing ghosts in the house at the age of like 10 years old. You know? So I think I think there was definitely an element of that divine guidance of it's been there all along. But then there were also other things that influenced me in childhood. For example, my parents come from a very diverse religious background. So mum's a Hindu, dad's a Muslim. Back in Indian culture, we're talking, you know, 30, 40 years ago, that was considered completely like unheard of like you would never have a Hindu marrying a Muslim and if you did it would cause a big uproar mm. which it did you know in the family there was a whole big thing about it uh you know each side of the family at some point didn't talk to somebody for an extended period of time we're talking like years and years and eventually when when my parents had me they allowed me to be very explorational in my religious and spiritual upbringing. So despite having, you know, a mom from one religion and a dad from another religion, they put us in a Catholic school, all of us kids. And so having that diversity from a young age allowed me to ask questions and just things like, you know, what is God? What do I believe in? Because I've been exposed to so many different things, I wasn't set in one particular mindset of, oh, this is the right way. Because even in my schooling, I knew that I believed things that were different. For example, in Hinduism, they teach reincarnation, whereas in Catholicism, that's not a thing. So I was at school, you know, studying the Bible stories, learning all about Jesus. And then I come home and I go to the temples and we learn about the reincarnation and like those things. And so I think if anything, it allowed me to think critically about who I am, what my values are, and what I actually believe in. So later on down the track, when I did eventually have my spiritual awakening, I had the the capacity to think for myself and to explore what actually felt true for me instead of just taking on board something that somebody had said to me was true. Oh, and I think that's applicable for a lot of other things as well. That's incredible. Um, how do you use spirituality in your business right so so if we just take it back to my business started because of my spiritual practice you know and and these days I see a lot of I mean look the personal development the business space the spiritual space they're all kind of mixed together right now in a big pot of everythingness and it's not that's not necessarily a bad thing I think it's great to see the world's merging it's great to see business people getting into spirituality it's great to see spiritual people getting into business I think there's definitely a lot of room for you know bridging that gap between the worlds because I do believe that the spiritual people of the world should get comfortable with money and they should learn how to access their internal wealth frequency so that they can then do the good things that are required on the planet and the business people that are you know uh, currently running the world let's just say they could use some more spiritual values, you know, and I think that's just, just just an honest opinion from what I see in the world. And so for me, my desire to to have a business wasn't actually to have a business. It was because I just wanted to teach people how to meditate, except because meditation was the only thing that I knew, I used what I knew to build something that would that would get this out into the world. I never once thought to myself, I want to be a business person or I want to even have a business. Those those weren't thoughts that crossed my mind. 
But in order to share meditation with millions of people, I realized I had to embody the, the role or the archetype of the business person in order to get the mission and vision out there so that we can create a reality where more people are meditating, where more people are connecting, which means that at a personal level, I really have to go through all my money stuff. And so that's where spirituality and my meditation practice helped me get comfortable with money so that I could then spread more of the meditation. Yeah, right. Beautiful. It's funny because I feel like it's a similar story to mine as well. Um, when it comes to money, you know, in business, you can feel sometimes that you're stuck, stuck at a certain level in terms of money. Is there some practice or something that you've done that allowed you to break through this imaginary ceiling that we can experience in terms of money? Honestly, I have to just get over myself. I mean, to put it bluntly, as <laughs> because because this is the thing. It's like all all the times I thought I had blockages with money. What actually was happening for me was I was just playing too small, and I was thinking about myself instead of the bigger vision and the bigger picture. When you think about the big picture and the big vision, guess what? The universe wants you to do the thing that you're here to do. I have a fucking huge mission, like. Every time I go into meditation, I see myself standing in front of stages of like tens of thousands, millions of people who are waiting to hear this message of how we can connect, of how we can find peace, how we can connect to the world around us and to ourselves, how we can be more intuitive. So if there's any part of me that's saying, I can't do this, that's from the small self. That's not coming from the vision. So any part of me that thought I was limited in money, in resources, in time, in capacity, that was all coming from the fear of not actually embracing the vision and the mission. Because when I embrace the vision and the mission, I just, I put a video out and it goes viral. Like things just take off in the way that they're supposed to. The money is always there. The resources are always there. The right mentors are always available. You just have to listen and step into that guidance. So for me, yeah, I spent the first few years of my business struggling with business until I realized that I was too caught up in trying to be a business person. And there were points during that journey where I lost sight of the vision. So every time I had to then come back to that next level of, you know, clearing blockages or, or coming into that next level of, of facilitation it was it was getting over myself and the things that I thought were true because the big vision and the big picture the big divine plan that's being enacted right now I'm just a teeny tiny little pawn so I had to tell myself Isha get the fuck over it and just do what you're here to do and guess what the money showed up and the people showed up and everything happened and everything was on flow and then I could just relax and realize it wasn't even me at all. All I was doing was letting myself get in the way of, of the bigger flow that already wanted to flow through me. Mm. Oh, that is so big. So it's really moving from self to the bigger vision. Instead of being focused on yourself, your money, blah, 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 you really open up to what's my mission and I'm here to serve the mission. That's it. Yeah. And I, you know, I openly say to people now, I quit manifesting a while ago. I can't even be bothered manifesting anymore because, you know, and I, and this comes from a place and I, I look, I understand the journey of manifestation inside out. There was a point in my life 
where I didn't feel like I had the power to even create my own life. So when you're transitioning from, you know, I life happens to me or I'm a victim of my reality or I'm not in control, then manifestation helps you to transcend that and go, hang on, I'm the creator of my reality. I can do this. I am empowered. But there's another stage beyond that as well. And I think after I moved through the manifestation stage and I manifested everything, I got houses, cars, uh, partner, like everything, you know, I got everything. And after I had everything I could ever want, I was like, well, what happens now? And I almost went through this big like identity crisis of like, oh shit, I have everything and I'm only 30 years old. And what do I, like, what do I do with my life? You know? And I was like, hang on a second. There is such a big, big picture here. If I step outside of little old Isha and little old Isha wanting a house and little old Isha wanting a car and little old Isha wanting this and wanting that. And I was like, wow, I, I stepped up into a level of, what I would call spiritual maturity, where I was like, all of those things were just not as meaningful anymore. Ironically, then what happened was I got even more of those things. And now, you know, I've got a house that I magically, you know, the story just landed in my life and I got the car and I got all the things and I got the partner and everything fell into place so easily, but I wasn't focusing on it. What I was focusing on was how can I serve the people and raise the collective vibration of the planet? So when I fully surrendered into that service element, it was like everything I needed in order to serve that big vision was just handed to me on a silver platter. It felt so effortless. Mm. The way that I got this house, the way that I got my car, it was like it was like the universe just said, here you go, have a gift, have another gift, have another gift, have another gift. And all I had to do was just receive it. But it wasn't like, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, wow, look at me. I'm so amazing. I've manifested. It was like, at that point, I didn't even care. I already is. I could not give a shit. I was just like, cool, next. What's the next thing? What does life want me to do now? Should I serve this person? Should I sign on a client? Should I hire a team member? Like, tell me what to do next. And I completely stepped into that surrendered service and divine life just gave me everything. So I took myself out of the picture and ironically got everything and then some. And now I just don't even have to think about those things anymore. Mm, I think that you just put words onto what I've been experiencing very recently, where I, I started the manifesting journey last year. And I was like, oh, my God, like manifestation is awesome. You can get so much thing. No, I started manifesting <laughs> heaps of stuff. And then I had this identity crisis a few months ago. I was like, but so what? Like, okay, cool. You got the partner, you got the house, you got the, the business, but so what? And I was like, okay, I'm 27 years old. I feel like I have everything. I have so much free time, but but I've, I lost the meaningful, like the meaning of my life because I got so self-centered with manifestation that I was like, and then what? And then I was like, but 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 now what do I do if I'm not going to manifest my life? I'm, I got all this stuff and I, I really, I was in the void of in between these two chapters that perhaps you've experienced too when you transition and you're like, no, it's about the mission. It's about contributing, but in a different way than before. And I feel like you explained it so well with your words. That makes so much sense. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite a journey for me to to get to this point in that that revelation for myself where I was like, hang on a second, 
why am I doing all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and and honestly, my life now, I mean, behind the scenes of my life is is family, it's my partner, it's playing board games. I'm about to build my garden finally, which I've been wanting to do for a long time so I can have fresh veggies. Um, it's just, it's those tiny, simple little things. Yeah. And, and I'm so at the same time mindful of, you know, because I know people are going to be listening to this who might be in struggle town still. They're still in that place where they're like, that's great for Isha and Chloe to say this, but how do I get there? What's the, you know, what's the process? What's the actual thing? And um, and I think this is why I'm still so passionate about being in that role of mentoring for people as well, because I know what it's like when I wasn't there. I know what it was like when I didn't have all the things. I know what, what it was like when when I thought I couldn't do it, when I thought I had these blockages. And so I definitely think there's value in the journey that you go through to get to this point where you can say, okay, now I'm fully in service. Now I'm just ready to do what it is that I'm here to do. And it feels like there's no blockages in the way. For the first time in my nervous system, I feel like things are just flowing and it feels light and easy. Like we ran our summit earlier this year. It was the most abundant thing ever. We had over a thousand people sign up. We donated to charity. We gave out commissions. We had people join the program. Like it was financially abundant. It was energetically abundant. The way that it came together within two days, our entire speaker lineup was just sorted. And the feeling of running at that point, it was my biggest event that I'd ever run. And I felt like I did nothing. It was like I snapped my fingers and this thing just came to life. The team did all the the stuff. Like I just, I waltzed into that event and was like, wow, I don't feel like I've, I've had to put effort into this, you know? Whereas I think a lot of people in entrepreneurship, they're attached to the hard work. And this is, you know, this is those old beliefs of like, you have to work hard to make money. And so people end up they, they leave the, the workplace to go into business thinking they're going to get a life of freedom. And then what happens is they end up in another rat race, only they're their own boss and they're even more trapped because they can't even quit. You know? and, so, and I get it. I've been there. Like I've fully been there. I've, I've left one rat race, made another rat race myself. What the hell have I done? And so I think that's actually important to me as a human being. What are the things that I value? What are the things that I care about? Even though I've got this business on the side, can I take one hour every morning to make my smoothie, journal, to have whatever morning practices I want to have? Because ultimately, nothing, none of it means anything if you yourself aren't living in that place of joy and internal freedom. You know, and a lot of people talk about financial freedom, which to me doesn't resonate because mm-hmm. when people talk about creating financial freedom, I'm like, freedom means nothing unless you feel free. If you didn't feel free without money, you're not going to feel free with money. So when you talk about freedom, let's talk about freedom. Let's talk about the feeling of empowered choices that we have within us. And the one choice that I know that I always have is I can choose to take a breath. I can calm myself down. I can make choices about my moment. I can make choices about my day. I can let go of things that no longer serve me. I can make choices about the food that goes into this beautiful temple of a body that I have. I can make choices about the water that I drink. Those are all things that we can make choices about. And the second you realize that life is just a moment by moment, choice by choice, then suddenly you find freedom regardless of how much money you have, regardless of what kind of house you're living in, regardless of whether you're you're having a Gucci bag or a $10 one from Target, which by the way, I have nothing against the $10 bags, but that's freedom. It's having that internal feeling of there's an inner luxury that no amount of external stuff can give you. Mm. So if you have a business, 
that is the luxury you have to find first before you go building any sort of ex-figure empire that you want to build. Mm, that's so big. It's funny because I've been also, you, you're highlighting a lot of things in my personal life as well, where I realized that the freedom is already here. Like you already have so much freedom in your life and you can chase even more if you want to, but then you will realize that you're chasing something that you're not even chasing. You're chasing something empty. And so what, what would you say to someone who think that they still have limiting belief that they need to break through something internally? They feel like a blockages. They feel blocked, like a block inside of themselves to achieve whatever they want to achieve. What would you say to this person or help them? Finding help is a lot simpler than, than what we think it is. You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a look, there's a lot of modalities out there that focus on clearing blockages, energy healing. I come from a background of energy healing and I don't even like calling myself an energy healer anymore. In fact, one of the first things that, um, that I shifted in the industry was through origin activation. We created the six key principles of origin activation and they're actually a philosophy more than they are a process. But one of the key principles of origin activation is that you're already whole. So the second you believe that you're already whole, what the hell are you trying to fix in yourself? It's like people just have this, this you know, the, if I could have one key message go out to everyone who's listening to this, stop believing you're broken. Remember that you're already whole. You're already divine. You're already it. Whatever you're trying to seek outside of yourself, if you're not seeing the results in your life from that wholeness, it's, it's as simple as breathing in and connecting to the light within. Mm -hmm. One of the first practices that I teach every client of mine that comes to me is connecting with their heart star. Inside of each and every one of us, we have this inner light. It's this beautiful white light. It's already there. You don't need to put it there. You don't need to force it there. You don't need to create it. You don't need to visualize it into manifestation. It's already there. And so when you just, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. So you breathe into your heart space and you connect into the light that's already within when you bring attention and focus into what is, it it naturally radiates. It's one of the, the universal laws of frequency. When you breathe into your heart star, your heart star radiates. When your heart star radiates, all the cells of your body, it's like they receive that light. They receive that frequency. So when you radiate that through your body, just through intention, by breathing into your heart center, we're talking about your heart chakra, so your energetic heart center, visualize the white light going out. It's already there. And when you remember it's already there, that is your first step to recognizing your divinity and your wholeness within. That's it. It's a simple practice. I get my clients to you know, do these practices for 15 minutes a day. That's all you need. Everything else is just is part of the game of life. If you want to build a business, build a business. If you want to have a partner, have a partner. If you want to build a house, build a house. The beauty of this 3D reality is you can do everything that you want, but you're never going to build the life of your dreams if you keep telling yourself that you're broken. So for the love of God, just find your wholeness through a simple breath in your heart and remember what it feels like to be whole, then act from that wholeness. Because the wholeness inside of you is not going to spend another 10 years in healing processes telling you that you need to do another damn modality just to, to find what you already are. Oh, Isha, I love you so much. It's um, So for me, a few weeks ago, what you just said, I felt it for the first time in my whole life. Even though I started my self-development journey, I don't know, like a few years ago, 
I realized that I was always chasing more. Like I was, I was like, oh no, I need to change this about myself. I need to be more like her. I need to be more like this. I need to be more confident. I need to be blah, blah, blah. And I was constantly even buying programs, investing in myself, but from this place of, I need to change something about myself to have what I want or to create what I want, to manifest what I want. And so I was always coming from this place of I'm not enough as I am right now. I need to change something about myself to create the life that I want. And for the first time in my life, I've experienced it, the feeling of wholeness. I would say like three, four weeks ago. And I kid you not, it was the most, bizarre and beautiful experience in my body that I felt in my entire life and for me I described the feeling as I felt like I stopped running and I felt so much I felt so still like it was the feeling of stillness in my body like I don't need this movement I need just to and that felt just incredible for my brain and my body. And I could feel my nervous system relaxing into my wholeness. And it's, it's just been a crazy experience for me because I've never experienced that before. And I was like, wow, what was that? And since then, I've been feeling so different. My actions have been different as well. I feel like a new person. It's such a beautiful feeling. And, and I, like what you described is just like... Yes. Well, this is it. I mean, I, I can relate to that that journey of constantly thinking, you know, I'm not good enough. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I, I do want to just frame a little bit as well. There's nothing wrong with learning skills, yeah. right? I mean, I have invested, I don't even know how many hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars of learning from some of the best business mentors. I'm all for investing in self. Investing in self will be the highest investment you'll ever make. But if you're investing in self from a place of I'm not good enough, you'll never get the same value as if you go into something with I have everything I need and I, I'm doing this because I want to because it's enhancing and expanding me. And when I actually got to this place in myself, the way that I marketed my business changed completely. You know, most most marketing like gurus or experts will tell you that you have to pick a pain point and then you have to address that pain point and then basically make the person feel like they need your business. Yeah. I I cannot stand selling my business from a place of need. I actually go out to people in event rooms now and I say to them, look, if you didn't need my, if you didn't need to join my course whatsoever, but it brought you so much love and joy and light, would you choose to do it anyway because it's fun? That is literally how I sell now. I'm like, guys, come and join the 5D Empire because it's fun. You know, like it's just, and it's completely changed the paradigm. And yes, we're still doing the work. I mean, in the 5D Empire, people are, you know, we are obviously doing, you know, energetic expansion work. We're doing grid work. We're working with, with planetary energies. And I call this impact beyond global. Everybody's talking about global impact. I'm like, let's take it one step up, you know, like beyond global impact, going out into the universe, doing all these amazing journeys with, you know, all these frequencies that exist. But the people that are joining the course now, they're doing it because they want to, not because they need to. And that is a game changer. When you have a thousand people that want to contribute to the collective vibration, it's completely wow. different to a thousand people in a group who are like, oh, I need to do this so I can get myself out the mud and so I can fix my life. You know. And so for me, it's been such a game changer in business, recognizing that if I'm whole, so are they. 
And if I can choose to do this for fun, maybe other people can too. So my entire marketing model has flipped on its head. And now I only bring people in who want to do it because it's fun, because it's joyful and because we can. Mm. It's beautiful. I feel like the shift of this as well in marketing, I felt the shift in our industry, like in the self-development industry at a higher level. I see more and more and more coaches now who are not selling into pain point. Like you need my program. Otherwise your life will be a mess. You will mm -hmm. never have what you have. You will ne never manifest what you want. So you must invest in this program. I don't see that that often now. I'm seeing so much more of you actually don't need this. But if you want to, and if that's fun for you, if that's going to bring more love, as you said, and more joy, then do it. But rather than the old way of marketing where it was like, here's the pain, here's the knife, and just stick it. Yeah, I think that way is dying quickly. Because you know what? The average consumer is getting smarter. Like they know, they know what these techniques are. I, I mean, I can give you an example. I was on the receiving end of a sales call recently and this person was doing all of those techniques. And by the end, I was left with a bad taste in my mouth. I was ready to pay in full for this thing, by the way. Like I was literally, I'm like, yeah, I'll just transfer the money to a direct debit, you know, sorted, like one payment done and dusted. But they kept using their their, you know, sales process that they'd been taught. And instead of actually listening to what I wanted, they were just going through the process. And at the end of it, I spat the dummy and I said, I ultimately said to them, I'm like, you know what? I don't need your service. I would have done it and I would have paid in full, but there are other services out there who will get me a better result. And if you're going to be like this on the sales call, I'm not joining, you know? <laughs> and that was it. I just walked away. And then the other person was like, oh, I think we best uh, conclude the call. I was like, yeah, I think we should because I, I wasn't going to play into that pain-based paradigm of need I would have happily done the course just because I wanted to and just because it was something that I wanted to try out would have happily paid thousands of dollars for it you know and I think this is the difference between people who are operating from a need versus people who are operating from a want and when you're in higher frequencies you know because I work a lot with planetary ascension I talk a lot about 5d frequency when you're in those higher frequencies it's just pure creation you're creating for creation's sake I create my business because it's fun I create my business because I want to mm -hmm. if at any point I felt like it wasn't bringing me joy that's it it would be out of alignment you know and so I think it's shifting that whole paradigm into guys instead of digging into pain points why don't we just create a vision why don't we create the world that we want to live in because it's fun to create paradise like who wouldn't want to be involved in that right mm. and so a question do you remember um values level of NLP yeah vaguely yes vaguely <laughs> it's been a while since i've done that yeah i know me too but I've, I've always thought about something and i would love to have your your input on this um because when i moved from pain point marketing to vision marketing i was like yeah but it, when we use vision marketing are we talking to five six and seven yes and three and four needs pain points yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there is a spectrum. Yeah, 100%. And there, look, there are people out there who won't buy something unless they're in that, that pain point paradigm. I guess the reason why I can get away with not going there anymore is because I'm talking about 5D ascension here and 5D frequency is for visionaries and creatives. Now, of course, people then ask, but Isha, aren't we leaving everybody else behind? You know, what about the people that are in those levels three and four? What can we do? Do we still need to use old marketing techniques so that we can bring those people over and, you know, cross the bridge and all that? 
And I think it's a personal choice. For a long time, I have played with one foot in each job because I've known some of this stuff for a long time, but also I've recognized the need for other people to require those types of marketing techniques in order to get them on board. The same thing of like, you know, sell them what they want, give them what they need. So you sell them on the pain points and then give them something that's way, way, way better. And I've done that in the past. Why I choose not to do that anymore is because I understand from a frequency perspective, and this is something that Star Family, you know, my guides have been telling me for such a long time, we only need 1% of the population to be anchoring that higher frequency before the collective consciousness actually has massive a monumental shift in collective consciousness. So you can either focus on the 1% that are in the levels three and four, or you can focus on the 1% that are at five, six, seven, or at least opening up that level of thinking already and you can get the same result. So it's actually lighter and, and more time efficient to work with the people that are closer towards that threshold because if we only need 1%, then by the time we get 1% of those level 5, 6, 7, and 8s, the rest of the people will, will benefit from the collective shift anyway. So I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, I need to go into that frequency anymore because we're leaving people behind because that's a fear-based frequency. Mm. Really understand the bigger picture of ascension, you can just work at those higher levels knowing that, Whatever you do at one level of frequency impacts all other frequencies anyway. So when somebody at level five has a massive awakening and connects to Star family, it allows gateways and, and energetic openings, channels, portals open up for people who might still be at levels three and four of thinking to somehow have awakenings. People have spontaneous awakenings all the time. So you just get to choose where you place your energy in that in that grid system so that we can have the biggest impact. And actually, if you were to take 1% of level sevens and connect them all to Star Family today, all the other levels would automatically have spontaneous awakenings. So you get to pick, right? Right. I love this answer, Isha. I love that. So why would you say... I, I, I'm hearing like in what you're sharing that your mission is awakening the consciousness of the planet, right? Mm -hmm. Why? It would be the same as if you asked Elon Musk why he's going to Mars. He would say something like, it, like it's the only, it just, when you're born with a with a mission and vision as big as this, there is no other way to it. Like, I don't, it's not even a why. It's like, it is ingrained in who I am as a person to bring about this collective shift and vibration. If I were to put a response to it, I would say something fluffy, like, because it's fun and because I like it. But ultimately, it's because it's who I am. I am born to do this. And there is not a single cell in my body that thinks otherwise. So for me, leading this ascension and leading people through this is the reason why I came to this planet. And that's, it's the reason why I wake up every day. It's the reason why I do what I do. It is, it's like every part of me vibrates at that desire to, to show people that there's this better way to live. And I don't gain anything from it other than the fact that I get to live in a beautiful reality once we get there. But I'm already living there now anyway, so I'm not even doing it for me because I'm already operating in that frequency and my life is already great. So why am I doing it for other people? Because I just don't see anything else I would do in my life other than this one thing because I feel like this is what I'm here to do. And I think when you have that level of passion and connectedness to what you're doing, even if I didn't want to do it, I think I would still be doing it. And I have tried. I have tried to. <laughs> with that. I have. I've tried. I've tried at points in my life to be like, no, I'm not doing this. I give up. It's too hard. I, I, I quit the mission. And you just can't. When you're born to do something this big, you're going to do it. 
It's it's like, you know, you look at people like Oprah, you look at people like Elon Musk, you look at some of the, the greatest people in the world. For them, there is no other way to live. They live and breathe what it is that they're here to do. And that's how I feel about this. Mm, that is incredible. What would you say about someone who's like to connect more with their intuition to lead their business? What would you say to this person? If you're literally just starting out, I would suggest starting with my four foundation practices. It's a really simple four-step process where you connect to your inner heart star, you connect into your golden Taurus field, you open up your energy centers and you call in soul alignment. Um, if you can access that through my website, originactivation.com, it's a really great starting point where all of my clients, if they do this even just for 30 days in a row, it's a simple 15-minute meditation practice. It's the best place to get started. Mm, beautiful. Awesome. One mantra that maybe you used along your way or that you currently use that is your favorite mantra, what would that be? Favorite mantra? I don't know. I feel like these change. So one that's been in my awareness lately, just for the moment, you know how everybody says money comes and money goes? Like it's just like this flow of money. Well, I decided I was going to change it to money comes and money stays. So, so now money hangs out in my house. I think that's my little tweak that I did a little while ago. I love this. I really love that. That's awesome. And so one last question. If we're, if this person, like, let's say that someone who want to experience more financial abundance in their world, in their physical reality, how, what's, what's the process or how can they tap into this frequency of more receiving more abundance well there's seven key laws of money flow which i've discovered through years and years of meditation i've really sat with the frequency of money i've actually boiled the whole thing down into a 90 minute masterclass on the abundancekickstarter.com so if anyone here is listening to this and they want to know the exact step by step process the three-step process to activate quantum wealth and also the yeah. seven laws of money Um, literally they can just go to the abundancekickstarter.com and they can find all of this information in a lot more detail perfect okay awesome beautiful one last thing that you would like to say do you feel complete or is there anything else that you would like to add i would just like to remind everybody that you're already whole you're already divine allow life to guide you and to bring you the spaces and the situations the people And when, when those things are in front of you, just say yes. You know, universe is always going to bring you the things that are in your highest good. As long as you get out of your own way and you're willing to listen to the message, even if it feels scary, do the thing that life is asking you to do and you'll only ever live your best life by following that inner guidance. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Isha. I will um, let them know as well how to contact you in the note on the bio. So if they want to reach out on your Instagram, if they want to access your origin activation, I will make sure that include everything in the bio. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chloe. Pleasure chatting.